Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everyone and welcome back to another Super Rugby Podcast with your hosts Damien Warren and Toby Harris. I have loved this weekend, I was on duty and all I had to do was just watch rugby game after rugby game. I love that. eh? After rugby game. (laughs) I love that. You know... A lot of people are like, oh, there's so much football on today, and we're like, rugby, rugby, rugby. It's like, I'm so grateful of lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing One of the to first times I've ever said that. Oh, I'm not, I, I, I can't go out and do anything. I have to stay at home and watch rugby all day for three days. What a shame. Brilliant. Love that. Talking about doing stuff that we enjoy doing. Yes. What about those people that could help us out and support us well they could like follow subscribe uh leave comments email us all in the blurb below all in the blurb 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 <laughs> uh but up before all of that before well, actually you could pause now and before do that now afterwards but i would say what's that do it at the end of the show Let's go on to breaking news tobes i thought that was my role but hey ho we're all switch i guess we're switching it up these days so, so unfortunately, we're, this is our second week, and we've already got a COVID delay. I didn't know this. Super Rugby Aotearoa Clash delayed following New Zealand rise in COVID-19 alert levels. Now, I don't know the ins and outs of if there is a uh, a local breakout in Auckland or wherever, or Christchurch. <gasps> No way, mate. Yes way. So, New Zealand Rugby have, has announced the Crusaders Super Rugby Aotearoa round two match against the Hurricanes. Hang on, hang on. Did you say the Crusaders? Yes. I did say the I've Crusaders. I've got some theme music to play oh, whenever disgust- we talk about the Crusaders. So what was that about the Crusaders? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> revolting. 
Where's that bucket I need to vomit in? <laughs> what did you say about the Crusaders? <laughs> <laughs> that is village. Yeah, so bad. So, so bad. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, so the round two match against the uh, Hurricanes will be delayed by one day. So it's been pushed back. I think it was on Saturday, so it's now being played on Sunday. Okay. Oh, so that's okay. I can live with that. I can live with that. I'm on duty, so it doesn't actually matter. Uh, Can't be on duty too. To, in bid to allow fans to attend. Good. So they could have played it on the Saturday. I know Auckland have spoken about actually playing all their games outside of Auckland to basically deal with oh, really? these issues. Right. So Where actually, would they play them? Well, I, I'm not sure. No. Um, I think they are looking for a new home. Up north, for, for maybe? The, for the season. North Harbour, maybe further north? I think it would have to be further north Who than knows? North Harbour. So it? Um, it was scheduled for Saturday. It's now a day game on Sunday at 2, oh, sorry, 4.30. You just hope this isn't the start of them then cancelling. Well, let's hope not. So the government uh, have moved Auckland into a level three. Now, I actually don't know the level system in New Zealand, so I apologise. Um, and the rest of New Zealand are in level two. So I'm not sure what the restrictions are and all that sort of jazz. So Yeah. Let's just fingers crossed, toes crossed, we can get a season of rugby out there without too much problems. Yeah. And definitely no Because last year we did players. have a game or two that were crowdless. Uh, yeah, game or two. Yeah. Game or two. But, but I think that North... was just in Auckland, wasn't it? No, uh, I'm sure that the oh, game that was played in it Dunedin. It was in Dunedin, wasn't it? Yes. That's right. Because it was a real weird like, sound to it. Cause wasn't it, was... it the last round? Oh, Cru- Crusaders game against Auckland did not take place. The last game of the season. It was a draw. Didn't they give it as a draw? They gave it as a draw, yeah. And and then everyone else played, but they didn't play with any fans. Yes, that's I right. I think that was yeah. right. So, I mean, it's a bit of a shame. You know, New Zealand have sort of almost been the front runners, especially over here. It's all like, oh, why have you come over here? You're like, well, I haven't just come over <laughs> here, have I? I was here ages ago, man. We didn't get COVID yeah. in the world and go, I'm going to England. I'm gonna, I am going to go to where it is. <laughs> Boris is allowing anyone in. Let's go, everyone. <laughs> I want to go see Big Ben. <laughs> Mate, talk about shame. Hmm. Alice Genge. Yeah. So the story is, and we don't condone any of this, by the way, I would say, is that Alice Genge has had death threats because on video he was seen not to be clapping the Welsh boys as they walked through the tunnel, which is bad form. Bad form. But to be fair, when I, I saw the video or pictures of it, he just looks zoned out. He's not happy, Bat. Not he's happy, not happy. He? And I know, I think he's a bit of a thug and I don't really like him. But you can't do that, can you? You can't. You don't even you know. Can't you don't even know the guy, threats. do you? No, no. And you think he's a thug? Yeah. Well, on the pitch, he's a thug. I'm not sure he's that bad on the pitch. I he's, just think he's, he's a like bit of a, a white Sinclair. boy. He's like a Sinclair. He is a little bit like Sinclair, but I actually think he's just not your Malicious. normal rugby, arguably private schooled rugby player in England. There's nothing wrong with that. Just because no, he, he went to a state school, mate. Mate, we're right? talking about death threats here. Me calling him a thug is nothing compared to that. <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> very true. But I don't think it is poor play. You know, it is something that you do. You do clap 
people off. Yeah, but not worthy of death threats. No, obviously not. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I know, you know what you're saying. I can I'm hear you. I'm saying that he needs to. I'm right next to you, bud. He needs to clap in future. Um, well, I think he will now. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it was a very disappointing end result, and we'll go into this later. But well. It it wasn't disappointing to us, was it? Well, I I was disappointed for for England. Of course, I was. I was wrapped for Wales. <laughs> <laughs> Over to you, mate. Over poor. to you. That's poor from from you. Have we ever had any death threats on the podcast? No, just people that know us. <laughs> people that don't know <laughs> us. Give us the benefit of the doubt. French referee Pascal. Okay, won't be dropped despite admitting two Six Nation blunders. He actually admitted it. Yes. Has he come out and said he He's got it wrong? come out the closet, mate. Which two did he get wrong? Because I counted a lot more than two. But anyway, which two <laughs> did he admit to? <laughs> uh, well, it was the, um, it was the two uh, Controversials. He, has he admitted that this... Because I've heard to the letter of the law... He got the knock-on that wasn't a knock-on, but everyone thought it was a knock-on. He actually got that correct. Admitting as much himself <clears throat> on the phone to me on Sunday morning, yeah. So uh, two unfortunate incidents that weren't simply, well, that weren't simple to manage. So, yeah, was the time on. So the first one was the, the try, the kick to the corner. Which I th- okay okay, and again we're gonna we're gonna get into should we, this. Should we just we? cover I think it now? We'll just, should, should we, we cover, cover it, now? it now? Okay, we'll, we'll cover it now. So, for my understanding, is it's a try, but it's not sportsmanlike. Oh uh, uh, no! For my understanding, it's definitely a try. Yes, and you can't blame bigger or Wales. No, no, because they're just. That sport, though, you ask the referee, definitely go for it. It's the referee who has had an to have absolute a, shot. Because Dan, Dan Bigger does not know that the referee has said to Farrell, well, no, go talk to your players. Dan Bigger's like, why are England standing in a huddle? Yeah, this is ridiculous. To, to the corner. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick to this guy over here, and, and again, he's gonna go he, and score. He's asked the right question. Yeah, just, just let, let, me, let know me know when time's on. Yeah. Because no one's over there at the moment. Time on. So the, so the referee, the bit that got me was the referee has said to Farrell, you need to go and talk to your players. And Farrell said, do, do I have time to talk to my players? Yeah, yeah, I'll give you time to talk to the players. He gave Ti- him about off. 10 seconds, did he? Well, he, said, he said time off. He saw that, that all together. He then didn't say, Owen, time on in 10 seconds. He just went time on. Yeah. Way he goes. Yeah. It was... It was probably the most shocking kind of bit of refereeing I've seen in a very long time. Very, very long time, yeah. And and we were both happy that Wales won, and even we were shocked. Yeah. I think the knock-on bit, that just maybe highlights how difficult it is for people to get it right when you've got very wise commentators and pundits all saying it's a knock-on, and then... You read the rule book and it's not a knock on. No, I know, yeah. So I thought it was a knock on. I thought it was a knock on because he lost control. And it went in a, it went, it was in a forwards motion. In a forwards motion, yes. Yeah. But then it made me think, why was if you, 
What happens if you juggled the ball and then you jumped and tapped it back? I wouldn't think that's a knock-on, and that's no. where the rule comes and in. That, and that's what happened. Yes. So where, for me, he made lots of other mistakes, the referee, was his breakdown. Poor. Management of the breakdown was shocking. And I just think it's just such a great example of French referees that they all, they, they're they so afraid to admit they've got it wrong. Well, he, he, he admitted it here that he got it wrong. Too late, mate. Too late, for sure. Also, did you watch the Italy-Ireland game? I did watch a bit of it. Okay, well, I didn't, but I watched a few highlights. Why didn't you? Nah. Because it's a waste of time, isn't it? Nah, I had other I, things you know. to do. <laughs> exactly. It's, but, it's just one of the games that I haven't even really taken any interest in. I have. I've got a few things on that game later on. Um, now, in that match... A um, Irish second row puts the ball down. Okay, he forces it down. It's a try, and then it's one of those ones that sort of, and then slips, slips up. Yes. Referee was right there. No knock on, and the bloke was like, "Are you having a laugh?" Didn't even go check it. Knock on, and you're like, "He didn't check it." Eh? No. Was he another Frenchie? Oh, man, it's bad, isn't Village. it? And that's, so you know, poor. That's where they go wrong, don't they? Because if he had gone, oh, oh I'll check. And Italy ran 100 metres and scored. No, they didn't. You always had me, though, there. That rubs on to the wound. Italy can't really run five metres and score a try. What did you think? I mean, I watched a little bit of Italy. Do you think there's any green shoots of of improvement, or oh, do you think how that, good's the fly half? Yeah, he's very, he's young. Okay, well, we're going to get to that. Okay, what's your next story, bud? My next story is, and wasn't it good to see some Super Rugby Aotearoa out there? Mm. It was really good. Mm. And talking about that, the segue in it was good to see to your say, pins out as well over the weekend. My pins, those lovely legs. I didn't have them out. You went for a run, didn't you? Yeah, but only with my leggings on underneath. She's, oh, with she's, your leggings she's on. She's mighty cold in England at the moment. It was sunny. It was <laughs> balmy. Balmy seven degrees. Just to fill you in, um, hey. even when it's minus <laughs> 20 degrees here, Toby still wears shorts and T-shirts everywhere. Occasionally, he does no, wear... I wear a coat. Hang on. You're, uh, oh. you're ruining my story. Oh, sorry, bud. Carry on. Occasionally, he wears a coat. Mm. And the coat's so long that it doesn't show a short. <laughs> so you think he's a flasher. <laughs> so true, isn't yeah, it? it is, yeah. Everyone looks at you going, ooh, <laughs> ring the police. <laughs> it's like a press stud. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. wind getting up there. Anyway, I'm but sure that everyone's now listening to this podcast. If you'd like to, he's actually wearing shorts now. Mm. It's like three degrees out there. Yeah, but we're inside, mate. I'm in shorts and t-shirt. I'm ready it's for not the outside. Cold. I'm ready for all. Yeah. The hey. All right. So anyway, Asafa Amua <laughs> was oh. absolutely unbelievable. How good! And they're making the comment that is that performance. It's such a level now that Dane Coles can't make it back into the starting lineup of the Hurricanes. It was one game. I absolutely agree with you. It's one game, but do you know what it did show? There's a lot of competition, which I like. It showed. That he is ready. He, you know, people are like, oh. Well, when he first came on the scene, he was really young, wasn't he? 
really young. He was when we, 20. When he played for 21. And <sighs> still maybe a bit immature. Not yeah. not a very mature rugby player. And I think front rowers are normally a bit older, aren't they? But now he's 23. Now, I know that's still quite young, but he's been... He's been in and around the All Blacks, you know, under-21s when he was younger. He's been in the Hurricanes for a long time now. And, I mean, it's good competition, but dang Coles. Come on. He's a great player. Great. And throwing the line out has been fantastic. It's I been just, one of his... I think that you can turn around now and say you start with Dane Coles. Yeah. And you bring this guy on at half time. Yeah. You don't wait for, you, for 60 minutes, No, because you're minutes. not going to miss anything, are you? He's going to change the game. Yeah. And, you know, that's Or would you bring on at 50? Because then he's got time to have a bit of a warm-up, man. That's what I'd say. Then he's got the last 30 minutes to just... Mate, he had 80 minutes Tom. and he smashed it. He did, yes, you're right. Doesn't need time to warm up. He's a young whippersnapper. He is. Now, I think Dane Coles is a good enough player to weather the storm. Hmm. But what will be interesting is... We need a Safa Amua playing for the All Blacks. And then you're looking at Cody Taylor and you thought, God, Cody Taylor played really well on the weekend now, Cody too. Cody Taylor and Amua are very similar with how they play. They are very similar. It made me think, though, a Safa Amua, that actually I think New Zealand, if they really stick their heads together, could absolutely blow everyone out of the water at the next World Cup. Because I'm looking around. Oh, so you've you've made a total U turn. <laughs> no, Are look, the All Blacks gonna? Nah, they won't have a sniff. Nah, not a sniff. Okay, so let ooh, me let me ooh. let me. God, you've changed, eh? You've changed. What's let, happened, bud? Well, What's I'm up? not saying they will because they've got. You just said they will. I said if they get their heads together, they could. No, you said they will. No, I didn't. If you listen back, I will listen back. <laughs> I know, and you'll be right. <laughs> Because well, old Fozzie, he Fozzie, doesn't pick Fozzie, him, does he? Fozzie. What I'm trying to say is, you look at England, you look at all these top teams around the world, and they all have one thing in common, which is they don't have any game breakers. New Zealand have got stacks of game breakers at their fingertips, ready to go. Rico Ioane, mm. a sufferer more. Mm. Sivu Reese. Sivu Reese. Lamape, Lamape, they they're not going to play him. No, you got Will Hosking Satutu, Will in Jordan injured at the moment, isn't he? You got we've got no one in the um, Bodie Barrett. You've got, I mean, you literally have got, I mean, Brody Retallick when he comes Caleb back, Clark. Caleb Clark. I mean, the list goes Richie Mwanga, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, you got these game breakers, and yeah. all you need to do is stick him on the pitch, yeah, and they'll rip. Teams yeah. apart, people won't be able to live with him, but that won't happen. He'll go boring. He'll go. He'll go oh, safe. Anton Leonard Brown and and Goodhue good will go safe. No, it's not time for safe. No, I agree. It is time for. Do you know what I want to see? A bit of fling it and ying it. Yeah, and I reckon the Aussies, the Aussies, are more likely to go down this route at the moment than They've the got Kiwis. Nothing to lose. The Aussies is going to go, right, let's just get all... They've got nothing to lose, and I think we need to be, as a nation, to be put in that situation. Almost hitting rock bottom and going, right, we've got nothing to lose, so we'll use our young guns, give them experience, boof, throw it around, score tries, third world, fourth, ninth World Cup down the road, bang. See ya. 
I honestly think nine if they row, pick we, the right team, we're gonna, no we're one n- could live with the All Blacks. We're going to win nine in a row. <laughs> win nine in a row. <laughs> Jeez. You heard it here first. You heard no, it here first. No, Over to you, won't. mate. We I've got no more. You do? Yeah, I was just joking. I do. I'm, I've actually got two more. You were Weird. busy. Weird, you were busy eh? this week, eh? Well, I had nothing on this morning. I was. I was busy, but I was busy. Aaron Smith has revealed his plans to make the 2023 World Cup. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Yes. Now, the Highlanders and the All Blacks have sort of sat down with Aaron Smith and have come up with this plan. Now, do you know what that plan is? I'm waiting for you to tell me. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what the plan is either. He isn't, he isn't really <laughs> Have they said, specific. Okay, the plan is this. I'm going to play for the Highlanders for the next two years. <laughs> and if no, I'm selected so, for the ABs, I'll play for them too until the World Cup. And at that point, I'm off to Japan. Ka-ching, ka-ching. To make the dosh. <laughs> no, so um, he admits after uh, the last... Rugby World Cup, so 2019, he was a broken man. Okay, as, I think, as I think very mentally, disappointed, mentally, yeah. yeah. And then after the Super Rugby, Aotearoa, he was a changed man. No, he was broken physically because oh. it was so hard. Yeah, and a lot of people have actually said that. Well, apparently, it's like Test match rugby. Yeah, week in, week out wow. for like ten weeks. So why aren't we benefiting from it anyway? <laughs> so he's 32 now. So he'll be... 34. Two more years, mate. He'll be 34. <laughs> well, it depends on when his birthday is. Depends on when his birthday is. So He's, he's however, 32 now. The days and in of two Smith years' being, time. I can't do the math. Listen! <laughs> so the days of him being flogged for 70-plus minutes... No good. And he's got over. that young whippersnapper. He who's does, good. yes. So what they're doing is either he's going to sort of play... Uh, 40 to 50 minutes then be replaced or almost vice versa you know he plays the last sort of 30 minutes so is it going to help yes yeah I think it'll help what his I, weary body but what, what is I it like going to help about, his game what I like about this might is I like the fact that I think when he feels like he can he'll turn around to the coach and say I'm on yeah don't don't take I'm ready I'll play the whole game this one. I think he's fantastic, and I think he'll work his body as hard as he can. But what I do like, and this happens a lot with rugby, and when you watch football, you're like, oh, God, is the is when they've been replaced, they may look a little bit disappointed, but they, they always make sure that they high-five, they give the bloke coming on a good chat. Yeah. In football, they look disgusted. They almost like, why the hell are you taking me off? Blah 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 blah, like petulant, petulant. You don't even know what that means, but yes, okay. I'm looking at someone who's petulant. You're looking in the mirror. <laughs> so you know, and I know it'd be very disappointing as a professional athlete to be replaced, but it's what's best for the team. So you got to do what's best for the team. Don't yeah. My next story up is this. I thought this was quite funny. The boys need a bit of love. Ah, the boys. Rob Penny calls for support following the Waratahs' humiliating loss. Which one are you talking about, uh, Rob? Are you talking about the Queensland game or the Brumbies game? Because both of them were humiliating. 
what I would say about this is he needs a bit of love. Yes. The players don't need any love because actually it's not the player's fault. I'm going to tell you why, Tobes. Because he, well, he or the Waratahs have overseen a number of their top players leave the Waratahs over the past two years. So they're now in a situation where they've got a lot of young guns who are going to need some time to settle in. And the other thing is, when I was watching them, their defensive line was like pad thai noodles, mate, all over the shop. It was like sand just falling through your fingers. And that's coaching. And I tell you why it's coaching. Because they've obviously spoken a lot about line pressure, line speed, line speed. And the players are in between understanding what that actually means. Yeah. So I'm going to predict that the Waratahs, I don't think they're going to come right, but I think they're going to be a lot better going into the next, probably give them another two or three weeks sorting out their defence. Just for the end of the season. Yeah, I think they'll do I think they'll do better in the Tran Tasman competition than maybe they might expect from the Super Rugby AU. Mm. My point is this that line speed, unless everyone commits, you can make hay while the sun shines. And if you watch that game, the Brumbies didn't really didn't really expose them too much apart from their defensive shape was so poor that they gave them so many holes, so many opportunities. And actually, the Brumbies only took half of them. You know, if they'd have been playing the Reeds again, the Reeds probably would have taken advantage of more. Yeah. So it's actually a relatively easy thing to fix, but it takes time. And that's a coaching thing. So he needs the love because if I was the Waratahs board right now, I would be looking for a new coach because that defensive line was... I've ne- I actually, I, I, I would hand on heart say to you now, I have never seen a worse professional rugby defensive line than that on, on Saturday or Sunday when it was played. It was that bad. You said it was going to be a funny new story. I never said it was going to be funny. Yeah, you said, oh, it's actually quite funny. No, I find it funny that he's asking not for funny, the players mate. to get a bit of love when it's actually he's funny. asking for himself to be given a bit of love. Poor form. Last story You're I've praying. got. Artie oh, Sevilla, mate. 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 Have you got another one? <gasps> You've got another one. Go on, mate. Go on. Sorry. I apologize. Ridiculous. TJ Perinaro got a double for his team in Japan. Yeah. Now, it's not written down here, but... There are five teams that are unbeaten. How many teams are there in that competition? I'm going to say and fourteen. How many draws are there? <laughs> I don't know how many. I didn't look it up. So now this makes me uh, five teams are unbeaten. I'm guessing most of those have heavily substituted by foreign players. Uh, Brody Retallick, <laughs> Bowden Barrett, TJ Pernar. Uh So he him scoring twice. Now, if he come, if and when he comes back, is he going to be the number two um, scrum half in New Zealand? I think he'll be good enough. Because I think this is where we're a bit weak. We're not weak at scrum half, mate. We're not weak at scrum half. We've got loads of good scrum Who's halves. Who's good scrum half other than um, Smith? Smith. Aaron Smith. 
Brynhall. Nah, not good enough to be an All Black. Your man, your beach running man. Brad Webber, he's not, he's, they're no replace. They're no replacement. No, that's only because Smith is so good. Yeah, but we need someone so good. You know, Bowden Barrett at 10, we've got Richie Mwanga. Uh, yeah, I understand that, but it's like the one of the world's best ever scrum halves in saying that Faf de Klerk was awesome on the weekend. Really was good. Um, but you got one of the world's best scrum halves. Yeah. Well, you, you have two. And, and he is one of the world's best scrum halves. When Aaron Smith goes, if he gets injured, I'd still back. To be fair, to be fair, I tell you what, Brim Hall, his passing at the bottom of a ruck is great, but he, I don't like him. You don't like him because no. he plays for the. No, no. See, I don't. He used to play for the Blues. Oh, okay, I still didn't really like him. Anyway, what's your last story, mate? My last story is Artie Severe, hundred games for the Hurricanes. Yes. How good was he? He was amazing. Holy cow. And his brother has Ju- come back. Julian. And actually, it was really nice because he said, I started my rugby career with my brother and I'm playing my 100th with my yes. brother. That's right. And I thought it was really nice. Walked out with his kids. It yeah. was a really nice moment. It was a shame that they lost. Yes. They could have won it. Maybe should have won it. But I thought that both the Sevilla boys were awesome. Honestly, Jules... Is he, an good, out, is he an outsider? He looks trim, doesn't he? I think he is an outsider, you know. I, I genuinely think, you know, there's Mark Talia yeah. playing against him who was who's right up there. Yeah. He made him look like, you know, made him look like he was could shadow he be, boxing. Could him. he be back to his best? It'd be tough. Like, if you go Rico, you take Rico out of the equation. He's got to play 13, sorry. So you play Rico at 13. Yeah. Then I reckon there's a bit of a space for him, eh? You got Caleb Clark on yeah. one wing. Silver Reese. Yeah, I know, but, but then you know, you've got George the, Bridge. You got the bus. Yeah, but George you got Bridge. the bus, mate. I like George Bridge. You need these you need these you need these players. And he is he's someone who'll get you over the game line. He will, yeah. Ooh. But you know, don't get me wrong, I think you're right. George Bridge is silky smooth. Silver Reese was exceptional on the he weekend was, as well. Yeah. But my point is this. He's come back. He looks hungry. Yes. And I don't mean for a burger. I yeah. mean for his position back. Yeah, like that. Like Mate, it's time for the results. It is. Now, you've put a lot of circles here. What? Game of two halves. Are you going to... You go... Are you going to let you me go, go first? Hugo. Yeah, you go. So first up is the English Premiership Rugby. And first up, or last up, I think it was last up, was the Northampton Saints... <laughs> And Bath. Now, game of two halves. Northampton Saints were amazing in the first half, and then Bath were excellent in the second half. But Bath nip it by one point. And Reese Priestland, most consecutive kicks in a row. I don't know how many he got, <laughs> but most consecutive kicks in a row. Then Gloucester and Worcester Warriors. Gloucester winning that one, taking them off the bottom of the table. Newcastle Falcons, a very, very good win against uh, a good good Harlequin side uh, 25-22 Wasps losing again to London Irish 16-10 and Bristol a good win against Leicester Tigers 17-3 and first up was the Sale Sharks beating the Exeter Chiefs red card there Ooh. 200 games Jack Yendall has never got any card of any colour and then he got a red and he got a straight red what was it for contact to the head 
from a clear out. Mm. Was it was it a red card? Well, it is, mate. Yeah. It's the rules, isn't it? Yeah, but... He came from distance. He didn't quite chicken wing it, but he got... Near enough. He didn't really wrap it. He made contact. It's a red. 200 games and he got a red. Yeah, and Faf was absolutely... Was class. ...on fire. So um, that is the premiership. Mm, interesting. So um, France had a good draw against Scotland. Oh, no, it got postponed. Uh, then we had Wales beating England. Now, I think this was a bit closer than it sounds, but it was 40 points to 24. And then Italy lost to Ireland uh, 48-10. Like we said earlier, Brumbies thrashing the Waratahs 61-10. Wow. What great second half by the Brumbies. Yeah, I mean, it actually 35 was... points to nothing. The Waratahs scored bang on half time. Did they? So without that, they would have yeah. been... Mm, interesting. Yeah. Um, the Hurricanes lost to the Blues, thirty-one sixteen. Good game, that. Yeah, it was good game. Good game. Again, closer than the um, than score, the score line kind show, of yeah. shows. Yeah. Uh, Reds narrowly beating the um, Rebels, twenty-three twenty-one. Rebels had <coughs> the last kick to win it, and he'd kicked beautifully. And then did he duff it? Didn't duff it. It just missed the left hand side upright. It was a really good so it was game. Really actually. close game. Then it was a. It, you look at the scores there, and you don't. You, you know the face of it. Twenty three, um, twenty three, twenty one. But there wasn't a lot of tries scored in this game. The Reds deserved that win, but you can't knock the Rebels. Their defence at times, mate. Oh my was goodness, it was awesome. Yeah, um, but Hunter Pasami. He came out How with an absolute monstrous tackle. Like, I haven't seen a better tackle than one of these bad boys. He absolutely... Was it ball and all? Oh, yeah. Uh, and then we had the Highlanders uh, losing to the Crusaders. Village. Sorry? <laughs> so you're saying that um, the Highlanders 26. lost to the Crusaders? <laughs> 26. That's disgusting. You're ruining the podcast. I'm making the podcast better. 26-13. Now, again, like the other New Zealand game, it was closer than the scoreline kind of says, doesn't it? It was really close. They Mm. were The Highlanders were in it right until the end. Yeah. Cody Taylor's first try was absolute class. It was class, wasn't it? How good was the little tip? Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Brilliant. It's brilliant. In fact, what was great to see, and oh, what caught your eye, Topes, from the weekend's play? There's plenty that caught the eye. We've got to cut it down a lot. But what caught my eye? I'm going to I'm going to start from the bottom with me because we've already talked about the French ref, haven't we? So yes. scribble that out. Um, Adi Sevilla, going back to your little story at the top. What a game! Strong, powerful, fast. And I put at the bottom, is he back to his best? You know, when he when he gets past that advantage line, he just <laughs> it's such an awful picture. He just drives his legs and he just keeps on going. He somehow keeps on going, doesn't he? I think he was amazing. Yeah. I think he's absolutely amazing. I I, I kind of sit there and think it's really harsh 
on him that he can't play seven for the All Blacks because he's so good. So good. So good over every, the ball. I can almost put my hand over my heart and say almost every international team would want him at seven. I absolutely agree. But Well, I suppose if you look at it, I mean, he, he's just he's just an amazing player. I'm not player. saying everyone, but... Most. He, he's an amazing player, isn't yeah. he? Something special. And he's rapid. He doesn't always play that well, though. My only criticism of him is that if you look at Richie McCaw, Richie McCaw was so consistent. Yes. But he wasn't... Kane, so consistent. Yeah. And I suppose because Artie can do amazing things. I think because Artie is so good. Yeah. When he has a quieter game. When he has a quiet game, you're like, oh. Oh, he hasn't done too much. Yes. But he actually has. He's actually had a really good game. Yeah. But he just doesn't, or he hasn't done what he would normally do, you know, break tackles, score tries, you know. He does it all, doesn't he? He does it all. And he did it all on the weekend. And if he can do that consistently, well, then he'll become the world's best player. I think at times he is the world's best player, yeah. but at times... He, his consistency lets him down. Yes. Um, another thing uh, about New Zealand is it's just fantastic that we've got Super Rugby Aotearoa bra- back. But it's just good to see running rugby. It's really nice to see teams running it out from their own 22. Oh, it, it makes me smile. Because like, I'm watching the game and I'm... <laughs> when was the last time yeah. I've seen this? Yeah. Premiership rugby? No way. <laughs> <laughs> Internationals? No chance. <laughs> it is honestly yeah. amazing, isn't it? I mean, Brilliant. to be fair to the Super Rugby AU, I reckon... That competition this year is so much better than that competition last year. I reckon when we have the Trans-Tasman, it's going to be some real ding-dong battles out there. The Aussie rugby has improved dramatically. Apart from the Waratahs. Apart from the Waratahs, but I think they will improve. Yes. Also, um, was I think the Highlanders gave up. Or they didn't give up, but they, they... Instead of taking nine points, kicking at goal, they went for the corner, which I like. I love it. Love it. I, honestly, now the quality of the rugby was poor at times because it's like early season. Yes. And I've made a point, what caught my eye, about you, you, you can never replace matches in training. No you know, way, no. So your timing's going to be slightly off. Yeah. And we saw lots of passes go to ground. We saw lots of knock-ons. Yes. In two weeks' time, that won't be happening. No. And they'll it's going to be... They'll be, be tuned. The sharpness will be um, A-OK, oh, won't it? It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Super Rugby Aotearoa, and I'm going to stick it in there, Super Rugby AU, will be flying the flag again for this is how rugby should be played. And it's disappointing that it's not on television in this country. Well, thank goodness Rugby Pass have sorted it out. Yes. And thank you very much, Rugby Pass. Yeah, well, you came to the rescue. We were so sad. We? Oh, my God. We were thinking, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do if this, if this doesn't work or that doesn't work? And then Rugby Pass came out. And I've never paid £34 so quickly. <laughs> Take it from me. You know me, mate. I get my wallet open and I've got to blow out the dust. But I... Oh, it was it was I was so fast. 
How would you like it? Would you like it in pennies, pounds, <laughs> electronically? I'll pay twice. Don't pay twice. It was brilliant. It was really good. So um, thank you, Rugby Pass, for sorting that out. Now, um, going back to the Italian, <coughs> the Italian number 10. How good is he? He's a young buck as well, isn't he? Young buck, full of confidence, quick, great pass, great kick out of hand, to be fair. And I've, I've put down here, great try. Now, there was a, he, he offloaded it, went into contact, offloaded it, and then they scored from it. It was, it was very nice, but a quite mature play. Quite I have mature. seen, I think with the Italians, I've seen some real improvement in their attack. You know, this yeah. year they've scored some beautiful tries. Yeah. Where their problem is, is that they can seemingly do that, but that old adage, right. you've got to earn the right to go wide. Well, you know, they, they, I think sometimes... They're out-muscled. They're out-muscled, definitely, but sometimes they, they, they pick the wrong moments to attack those wide channels and they get... They get overpowered out there. Turned over. Turned over, yeah. Isolated and then their defence is just not good enough. Not up to not up to scratch. What you got down there, mate? Wine, cheese, ladies, weather. I've gone here. Would you know what I spotted? I thought what what are the French good at? Mm. Right, they're good at wine. Yeah. Very good at the cheese. Yeah. Let's just put food into the whole category. They're very good at good food. Good at food, yeah. They've got good beaches. Yeah. They've got some nice ladies. Mm. Mate, you need to mute that, yeah. eh? I'm not muting nothing. They've got great <laughs> weather. Excellent. Did, did you go? Did you say ladies? I've gone ladies. Yeah, they've got good ladies. They've got good ladies. But they've got good men too. Okay. Um, <laughs> they they also protest look, how about we very say? well. They like, you know. They love a gas canister, don't they? <laughs> whenever there's like, you know, they're raising the price of, Petrol. Raising just the like the farmers cheese. get out there in the trucks. They love all that, right? What are they not good at? They're not good at refereeing. No, that is very true. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. And we all need to know what we're good at and what we're not good at. And we need to accept that sometimes if we're not good at something, we just shouldn't do it. No, I agree. And I'm, so, I'm going to do a petition that says there should be no French rugby referees at the Rugby World Cup or any wow. level one tier match ever again. Wow, ever. huge call from you, bud. They just are. They love the whistle. They love. They they think they're right, even when they know they're wrong. They, you know, when Owen Farrell went over to him and said, "Come on, ref, you know you've made a mistake." Yeah, he just. Brushed him aside, and then he admits but on the phone that what, he got it wrong. What would he have said or done if he'd gone? Yeah, Owen, I've made a, I've made a mistake here. Owen would have been like, "Well, we'll take the try, try away from him." But you, I, I know. How, how do you come back from that? I know what you're saying because then you've lost total respect. Yeah, but he's lost respect anyway. It was a shocking decision. Well, it was the right decision, but... It was the right he, decision. It shouldn't have had to be made in the first place. He should have given England time and then gone, right, England, time is on now. Wales, off you go. What's your decision? Are you going to kick for the post or are you going to tap and go, what are you going to do? 
Absolutely. So I'm just saying, it's a bit of a joke. I'm sure there are some good referees that come from France. I just haven't seen them. Mm. It's like that side of Owen Farrell that everyone talks about, but I've never seen. Oh, I've got a little comment here about um, England. England losing again. Love it. Oh, that can't have been me. <laughs> that can't have been who, Who's logged on to my computer? Now, I, I was listening to the podcast maybe last week or the few weeks ago. Our one? Yeah, our one. Why? Because <laughs> I needed to go to sleep. <laughs> and um, I said that England were having a dip in form. And you were like, oh, woo, woo, woo. do you agree they've had got a dip in form? Now... After watching that on the weekend. Well, especially when the French referees are refereeing them. True. Let's move on very quickly. <laughs> um, I also thought, talking about that game. Maybe let, maybe we need the French referees to just referee England at the World Cup. And that's a great idea. Again. That's a great idea, yeah, isn't 2015 it? 2015 World Cup all over again. Anyway. Um, I thought the talk about England, yes, let's be honest. The referee helped out Wales. Where, where, where are we looking? I'm right at the top again. I'm building up to my next point, right? I'm, I'm just saying Oh, I here. thought we were on listeners' questions. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. Well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sick of talking about England now. Right, I'm just going to say, everyone's talking about the referee's decision. I think Wales played great. Mm. I think when it was 24-all, I thought England were going to walk away with it. So did I. And Wales come back really nicely. Yeah, they, they, they played smart rugby. Yes, and I think they thoroughly deserve to win. Now, would they have won if those two tries? No, they wouldn't have. Were England unlucky? Yes. But did England play well? No. In 10 minutes? They play well for 10 minutes. Billy looked a bit better. Billy did look a lot better. But I made my point. Owen Farrell a shoveler at 12, and what did he do all day? Shoveled. Shoveled it. Shoveled. Didn't kick that well either. No, he didn't kick that well, did he? I've said this before, you and you say... It. Oh, he's the best kicker in the world, yes. and I'm wrong at the moment, aren't you I? You are. I'm wrong. I just thought the Reds and the Rebels was great, a great game. Um, the Brumbies were excellent against the Waratahs, obviously. Uh, I think that Super Rugby Aotearoa competition is going to be really tough. Can't wait to watch the Chiefs. I think yeah. the Chiefs are going to be fantastic. I can't wait to see Damien McKenzie oh, again. Ripping it up from the back. I hope he's on form. Yes. i just really looking forward to it. And I just thought all of the rugby over the weekend was great to watch. It was a shame that Scotland game didn't get played. Yeah, I agree. Because I think that would have been an absolute snorter. would have been a, a Bobby Dazzler. Would have been a Bobby Dazzler. Listeners' questions. Now, we're going to start with the last one. Oh. Okay, okay sorry. Yeah, we're still Friend on the... of the podcast. Who's that? Pico. Who's Pico? He is someone that lives in Harrogate. Right. He spelt my name wrong. Well, mate, I, I think you should just be grateful for even being mentioned. <laughs> I'm joking. Right? I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Why is your name first? <laughs> Dear Damo and Tobes, I appreciate that you both will have taken a great deal of pleasure from England's latest defeat. No, I don't. I we don't would think never I do such a thing. That. Didn't mention a thing. He then mentions that possibly the French referee had a bit of a shocker. Mm-hmm. And he makes this question to us, which is, how is it possible for one international referee is allowed to interpret the rules, that's his first mistake, their laws, Mr. <clears throat> Pico, um, and manage the breakdown in an entirely different style to another? 
Every week, one referee is allowing the game to flow, and the next one is completely different. Whistle happy. He's got great points. Very good point. World Rugby <clears throat> needs to do something about it. But what can they do? Because this is the problem. They are laws. They are interpreted. And we do find, and we always say this, don't we? If the All Blacks are playing England, yeah, and it's a Southern Hemisphere referee, I'm more confident. Yes. Then if it's a Northern, Northern Hemisphere. Hemisphere referee. And yeah, although some of the English referees are very good. Yes. But they can never referee. Gary, yeah. Um, that's so, a, do, do World Rugby need to do something? Yes. Well, for the French, yes. Yeah, for the French. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I, not I, sure I, what they can do, though. Because, again, their their laws, they're interpreted by the person who's refereeing at the time. It's very easy for someone like us watching the game or afterwards re-watching and going, well, they got this wrong, they got that wrong. You're in the heat of the moment. We do it with players. You know, oh, why didn't he pass it there instead of there? He should have kicked it there. You know, it's very easy for us to say, they're doing this wrong, they're doing that wrong. But it's very hard for them at the time you know, and that's probably why the Frenchie um, sort of ca- came back from that game and sort of said, "Yeah, I, I, I did make two mistakes. I've, I've had time to process it. I've had time to think about it, and I bug it up." I reckon one thing that they can do is they can stop talking about the letter of the law, right? And we've mentioned this before: the best referees. We don't talk about the letter of the law. We talk about the spirit of the game. Spirit of the game, but also the, the way that they communicate with the players. Yeah, and I just I just sit there and think, right, if rather than sitting there and saying, well, to the letter of the law, no, 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 to the spirit of the game, what should we do here? And I think the big thing that they could do is they could sit there and have a rolling scale of what an advantage is. The thing that annoys me is you get a penalty advantage and it seems to last forever. Yeah. And then you get a knock-on advantage. And you kick it away two seconds later and it's over. And it's over. And it's kind of like, well, is that an advantage? It's n- if you kick it away, then is that an advantage? And, well, it depends and, how good the kick is. Yeah. And I just kind of think, well... I think it should be illegal for a player to purposely stop the game for a penalty. Right, you know, back in the day where they yeah, threw where the ball down. Like, yeah, drop the ball, yeah. And they should just play on. And when the referee, depending on the penalty, feels there's been an advantage that's taken place, should let the game flow and play. And we won't get this bringing it back, oh, because they haven't had a chance to score. So therefore, I'll bring it back for the kick. I just think it's really simple, you know. As long if as they, ma- if they make a, the game game line, if there's been a head high tackle, you can yeah. deal with the head high tackle when the game stopped. Yeah, right. And you can say there's been a head high tackle, but they've kept the ball, and now it's two phases. That's that, that's an advantage. That's what they do in football. If there's a poor tackle, but the teams still have the ball, play on, play and on. then once the ball is dead or goes out, whatever. Then he goes back to that challenge and goes, "You've got a yellow card, or so on, so forth." Absolutely, I think I think you're right. You know, I hate I hate to admit it, but I think you're right. If they're clearing someone out from a ruck, or you know, you know, whatever, 
and they still win the ball and it's been slowed down a bit, then you've got to work out, okay, maybe they need a little bit longer. Maybe I can give them that kick to the corner. You know, I just kind of think... But but then you've got the same thing, don't you? Like, oh, well, I've given this team longer or this team not as long the advantage. I just think it should be in the spirit of the game and if they referee to the spirit of the game like the best referees do, we wouldn't have these issues. The problem is with the Frenchies is actually they're very good refs about the letter of the law. They referee to the letter of the law better than a lot of other referees do. That is the problem. Yes, I agree. That is the problem. They're, they're always saying you, you need to do X, Y, and Z. Whereas actually a good referee says it is a penalty, but it is not impacting the game, so I'm just going to allow that one to go. Yeah. Right. So, great question. Paco. Cheers, bud. Um, next up, do you want to ask me your question? Yes, I do. Where is my question? I can't scroll up. Aha. Uh-huh. If the UK had weather like New Zealand's or Australia's or Australia's or South Africa's, do you think they would play more attractive rugby? Now, I would definitely say yes. There's an appetite to play attractive rugby in this country. For the life of me, I do not understand why South Africa don't play attractive rugby at times, but I would say England would. Now, the reason why England don't play attractive rugby per se is because when the kids are growing up, they're playing in horrible conditions. Yeah, well, the kids can't catch the ball. Because their hands are so cold. Absolutely. It's cold, it's wet, it's muddy. Mm. All around the country. Whereas <laughs> Everywhere. In, whereas in New Zealand and Australia, you know, you're flinging it and you're yinging it because you can, you know, you're playing touch rugby, you're yeah. doing all these things. And I reckon if they start making 4G rugby pitches really affordable and a lot more schools, a lot more clubs get them, I think very quickly... And we've seen it in the Premiership. There is an appetite to play attractive rugby. And there's a lot of New Zealand coaches now, a lot of Australian coaches around that are pushing this attractive rugby. And that will lead to to it being played. But they're always held back by the weather at younger down. Lots of kids can't pass off both hands. No. Lots of kids can't tackle off both shoulders. That's down to the to the coaches, that's not down to the weather. It is down to the weather as well because when it's freezing cold and a kid gets wet, tell them to a, harden up. <laughs> yeah, you've Get got a very small window it. of opportunity yeah, to teach them anything. Very true. Because all they're thinking about is Sep- September. I am freezing. I'm freezing. I want to get in. I want the ball in my hands and run. Yes. To warm up. Um, so <laughs> I definitely even... think if the weather was better, they would play a lot more attractive rugby because. We see it, don't we? What do the kids want to do? They want to play great, attractive rugby. Yes. You know, what they do, do co- try. What do the parents want to watch? They want to watch. They want to watch it, but well, they probably but don't want to watch. They it. haven't developed their skills enough, younger down, yeah, to play that attractive rugby. And we talk about dominant response. Their dominant response is tuck the ball under the yeah. arm and run forward. Yeah. My question to you: no, I don't tips, want to hear it. We've talked a lot about referees. We have what makes a good referee. (laughs) What do you think makes a good referee world class? 
compared to someone referee. Well, that's we've, just we've kind of average. Already, we've already answered it with Pico's question, haven't we? I think, anyway, consistency. They've got to be consistent. If they're consistently, consistently bad... For both teams. For both teams, then I can forgive that. Okay, but he was consistently a whistle-happy referee on Saturday. Yes. Can you forgive that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's similar to the um, New Zealand games, to be fair. They were very whistle-happy. Yep. But I think there was more mistakes rather than the referee being annoying. Yeah. Um, they've got to know the game. But not only do they have to know the game, they've got to know, and like you pointed, I can't even remember the words that you used, the, um, the letter of the law. They're not necessarily the game. referring to the letter of the law. They're refereeing, and they know the spirit of the game. So that's my second one. Now, they've got to be in control of the game and players. Now, I felt like in that England match that he had lost respect from the players and he'd let the game get out of hand a bit. Yeah, I think he should have given a yellow card early yes. on, actually. Yeah. Because lots of players were offside, lots of players were yeah. fouling in, in key moments. Yep. And to stamp his authority, she said, one of is off. But he didn't. But he did. Uh, and then they, they also need to speak well. They also, they need to be able to communicate with the players their intentions. Do you know what I think people overlook a lot of the times? Is that these guys out there playing rugby, they're not necessarily intelligent. (laughs) No. And they're not wise normally. They're quite young. Yeah. They're young men. Well, their focus is on the game. Yeah. So and from all different walks of life, yeah. all different nationalities, backgrounds, all, all different sort of uh, IQs, yeah. and they have to have that ability to pull Singler to one side or an Alice Gaines and say, "Listen, what you're doing is wrong. If you do it again, I'm going to penalise you." And that's why Wayne Barnes has become a very good referee because he's older. Because he's older and he he speaks really really well. Yeah. Um, Welsh bloke who's just retired. Nigel Owens. Nigel Owens, fantastic, because he speaks well. Jaco Piper. Jaco Piper speaks very, very well. A couple of the New Zealanders aren't that good, actually. New Zealand <laughs> referees aren't that good. <laughs> it but is, there's it also the young... The older, the older generation mm, of referee is tending to be better. The younger referee from England who can speak a bit of... Uh, French, oui, oui, I think it was fantastic because he speaks well. Common, common theme there, bud. Just imagine me refereeing. See, I think I'm a good referee at a younger age group because I'm telling the kids kind of what to do. You know, or you've got to get back, back on me. Fine, knock on. But I play, I play now. I play good advantage. <laughs> you watch me ref. I play advantage. Don't like scrums. Play on. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. You're right, though, isn't it? It's about communicating to players. Yeah. yeah. That's what... Communication is key, mate. Actually, f- everything, of, though. Relationships po- yeah. between you and me, eh? It's you all about communication. You and me. Me and you. 
us. Shall I put on some music for this? <laughs> I've got this one. <laughs> you and me, Just me and me. you. Uh, <laughs> right, mate. Well, I actually we, got quite a few here. Um, yeah, I'm I've got this interested. one. I had this one for when I was going to mention about Rugby Pass coming to the rescue. I can't hear a thing. I can't hear it. Come to the rescue. <laughs> Rugby <laughs> Pass. <laughs> right. What's next, bud? The quiz? Hang on, I've got another one. Oh, far out. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another one. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Come on, mate. I've got a good one. This is good. From okay. Die. Oh, From right. Die. Oh, right. And actually, there's been quite a few people that emailed in, and we, we can't cover them all on this podcast, but we thank you for your emails. I tell you what, we, we, need, to do, res, we need to do a... Um, a special one where we just answer people's emails. I think we need to, yeah, because we've got quite a few now. But I'll give well, you this I'm on, one. I'm on duty all weekend, so <laughs> we could do one there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Di's gone and he said, "This is a really good one." Um, and he said, "Why do, why do hookers always throw the ball in? Because he's read up the rules and he yeah, said it doesn't have can. to be a hooker. Anyone can. And I, I know, like, there's a couple of things there, isn't there? There's like a team." Normally takes the kicks. Normally, Normally, yes. Not often does. Maybe a fullback. Maybe a fullback. John Eels, obviously a lock, did it. There's no rule that says that the two has to throw no. it in. So it could be anyone, but it always is. I haven't. I can't remember ever anyone other than the two. No, I agree. Throwing it in. I agree. So the reason maybe is maybe body school, shape. School, body shape, schoolboy level, though, I've seen. Yeah, yeah, schoolboy yeah. level. But not internationally. No, not, or well, not professionally either, actually. No. So a great question. There is no rule. Anyone can do it. I know as a coach, I've had people that aren't hookers throw the ball in. Yeah. But at a top level. I think it's one of those things where a number two is just, is the thrower. So... When they're growing up, or oh, I'm, I'm playing hooker, so I'm practicing my throwing, I'm practicing my throwing. It's like a number 10, I'm practicing my kicking. And I think it, my you're kicking. like a number so nine, you grow up. a number nine practices his passing. Yeah, practices box, kick, box kicks. Yeah. And that is a skill that no one else does, no, a box kick, right. isn't yeah. it? So yeah, you're right. It doesn't have to be, but it does tend to be. Yeah. Well, it is. Oh, I can't, as I say, we can't think of other. And then we've got Brett who's coming, and we're going to answer this one next week, Brett, because we are running out of time. A great question about what would we rather see? Would we rather see um, the the winners of Super Rugby AU, Where the winners of that? Super Rugby, right, right near the top of the questions, winners of Super Rugby AU, winners of Super Rugby Aotearoa, winners of the Japanese Top League, oh, and the USA Oakland, Major Rugby Oakland, League. Oakland, California. Yeah. So we're going to answer <laughs> that, that one. Poor. We might answer that one on the weekend. Sorry, I wasn't listening. What did he say? <laughs> I'm joking. Right, mate, we've got the quiz. It's the time for the quiz. Le quiz. Let's bring up, finish the show with the quiz. Now, last week I lost. No, did I lose? Or we drew? Pretty sure you lost, bud. We, no, I don't know. I we don't drew, know. but you claimed you. the victory because oh, yes, you won I was the, the last week person before. to win. Yeah, true, true. So we both get one of those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, do you, I'm going first. You so are now, really keen for this, aren't you? One hundred percent. So my uh, my quiz theme is on age. 
Hang on. On age. You told me. What's that, bud? You told me say? that your topic was not. You didn't mention age. No, what did I earlier say? Earlier today. I can't remember. Like, uh, I was just I was being silly. And then, is this just so that you could find out my topic? And I said, I'm not telling you. I can't remember your topic. I, I said to you, I'm not telling you my topic because you'll go and cheat. What and was you your... went, I won't cheat. What was your topic? Fly ass. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot. Oh. I got pulled in for a meeting. Oh. Yeah, I know. I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> it was really awkward. It's <laughs> <laughs> never good getting pulled in for a meeting, no. is it? No. Okay. <laughs> now... I uh, have Toby, I, come in here. I've got a thousand dollars for you. That never happens, does no, it? No, ev- never ever, never ever. Right um, now, I have picked players that you will know. Okay, good. But then afterwards, I've actually got the real answer. Okay, so who has been the oldest person to play for the All Blacks? Andrew Hoare. Frank Bunce, Brad Thorne, or Kevin Mayalamu? I think it's Brad Thorne. Okay. Is that your final answer? Yes. You are correct. Now, the real person is Ned Hughes. (laughs) Okay, I wouldn't have any any idea there. No. But how old was he? His last match is in 1921. Oh, yeah, so I was just when I was... Never born. <laughs> okay, so he was 40 years old, 123 days. That's impressive. So Brad Thorne was 36, 262. Yes. And then Kevin Malama was 36, but lower down. Frank yeah. Bunce was 35. And Andrew Hall was 35. Do you know Frank Bunce didn't start playing, though, till he was over 30? Really? I think he might be the oldest Debutante, wow! To play, interesting. It is he did play for Samoa before that, though. In oh, the, did he in the Rugby World Cup along oh, with right, Tua okay. Inga, 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 Inga the Winger? <laughs> <laughs> right, mate. So, uh, a question for you: We've spoken about Clive Woodward. Sorry, sorry, Sir Clive Woodward's comment about who's better out of Johnny or Dan. Yes. But I've got four fly halves to compare today. I've got Johnny Wilkinson, Daniel Carter, Owen Farrell. Owen Farrell. Sorry, I was just waiting for you to be sick. And Johnny Sexton. Okay? Okay. So my first question to you is, who was the youngest on debut? Was it A, Johnny Wilkinson? B, Daniel Carter, C, Owen Farrell, or D, Jonathan Sexton? Who was the third one? Owen Farrell. Owen Farrell. Uh, Honestly, I don't know. I have a feeling it's Daniel Carter. Oh, but I wouldn't have a clue. Final answer. Johnny Wilkinson, final answer. Johnny Wilkinson, final answer? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Damn it, you're correct. Oh, what you change? <laughs> I was so open. Yeah. What he was 19 change. years of age. 19. In fact, I think he actually was 18 years of age. I remember he went on the tour to hell where he went to New Zealand and Australia. Ooh. And basically England sent a B team across, but it wasn't a B team. 
it was pretty much the World Cup winning side that they sent across, and it was the Young Guns. Right. And they went they and got absolutely yeah. hammered, but every game they got better and better. And Johnny Wilkinson, I'm pretty sure, was 18 when that happened. Now, that's good rebuilding too, isn't it? Absolutely. They were brave. Yeah. Clive Woodward, sorry, sorry, Sir Clive Woodward was very, very brave. Village. Right. Who is the youngest All Black? I think John Kerwin. I think George Nepier, John Alomu, or Rico Yuani. See, it was Joan Lomu, as in all of those other players, I know it was Joan Lomu. Okay. Until I said Rico. Yeah. Rico was the last one. I was like, oh, damn it. I still think it's Jonah. I think Jonah was 18, and I think Rico was 19. Well, you're wrong on that one. Rico was 18. No. Jonah wasn't 18. Jonah was 19. Yes. So Rico was 19. Oh, man, this is hard. I can't remember them as soon, saying. As soon as, as soon as you, as soon as this question's sort of finished and I read out the ages. There's you, days not, in it, isn't there? You're not going to be happy with me. Because <laughs> there's literally like an hour. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, Do you know what? Not. I just can't remember no, no, them no. making a big deal out of Rico being the youngest ever All Black. So I think it's Jonah is the youngest. I'm going to stick. You are correct. Well done. So Jonah was 45 days over his 19th birthday. Wow. Uh, then you've got John Kerwin. So there's other ones, but they're, they're 1905, 1955. Then I've gone John Kerwin. He was 19 and 183 days. I'm really surprised. I didn't realize John Kerwin was that young. When no, he neither did I. Yeah. So his debut was 84. Wow. So have you, you've heard of George Nepier, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. His debut was 1924, so he's, a, he's an old boy. Uh, 1990 days, and then we've got Rico, which who was 19 and 239 days. So, you were right. Thank you very much. So, one, one all. No. no yes, two, yeah, it is. Technically, two. it is one all. No, I've got two. You've got Did one. You, yes. Sorry. <laughs> Technically, it's 2-1. <laughs> but you've got your next question. Yes. So all of these people we've spoken about. Same people. Same people. Okay. Have illustrious careers. Well, one of them does. Well, at least, <laughs> at least <laughs> two of them. At least two of them do. Okay. So when we talk about their kicking accuracy. Yes. Who has the best kicking accuracy out of all of those people? So, A, Johnny Wilkinson. Now, I'm going to actually, I'm just going to go for penalties. So, not the combined, just penalties. 
who has the best kicking accuracy out of Johnny Wilkinson, Dan Carter, um, Owen Farrell, and Johnny Sexton? Well, my gut feeling straight away will go Johnny Wilkinson. Okay. Because <laughs> he was a very, very good kicker. But we're, we're going just on penalties, which is dross. Okay, no, no, you, you can... <clears throat> no, 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 can, no, I'm, you, no, you no can, I'm happy. I'm happy, I'm happy. You can, you can actually... Johnny can, Sexton, they're all very, very good kickers. You can go combined. Let's no. just say combined. Okay. Let's go combined. So who's got the best combined kicking does stats? Does it change? Yes, it does change. But only just. Oh, God. Is that worse for me? Oh, I don't know. You haven't oh. told me who it is. So basically, who's the best kicker from the tee, or from a penalty and a conversion? Yeah. I'm going to go Johnny Sexton. Wow. Mm, very left wing. But I want... I, so that's what I'm going to go, but I would have gone um, Johnny Wilkinson. You are... Are you sure you want yeah, to go for that one? Yeah. Are you positive? Yeah. Right. You're wrong. So who 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 was but it? But he, he off the. It's funny, eh? Because I would have said Johnny Wilkinson. Yeah. Johnny Wilkinson off conversions seventy nine percent. Right. From the T on the penalty eighty one percent. Okay. Daniel Carter. Conversions, seventy eight percent, right? Slightly less, but from penalties, eighty three percent. Wow! So he beats him by a, a snicket. Yeah. Owen Farrell, seventy six percent. Okay. For conversions, eighty three percent for wow. penalties, and you're kind of right, Johnny Sexton. 76% and 82%. Wow. But I'm going to tell you something. At the moment, Johnny Sexton from the Six Nations has not missed a kick this wow. year. Has he not? No. And last year, wow. in a full season, he was 80% overall. Wow. Whereas Owen Farrell, last year, full calendar year, 73%. Wow. See, so, I told you he was on the deck. So, I know. so I Amazing. was wrong. So who, who who was it? Daniel Carter. Just. Oh, yeah. Best kicker. Okay. Right. Your last question. So I've won, eh? Oh, no. no you could draw. You, you could draw and then take the win. So I need this for a win. Yes. So hang on. Do I need to give you one? Oh, I gave you one, didn't I? Yes. I gave you another one just for fun. Right. <laughs> who is or who was the youngest Premiership player. So, English Premiership player. Okay. George Ford, Ben Youngs, Anthony Watson, or Ben White? You said that I know these players. Yes. I have no idea who Ben White is. No, neither do I. Okay, so it can't be him. I have a funny feeling it's George Ford. I have a funny feeling it's George Ford. He went to a school just down the road from us here, Rishworth. Don't know where that is. And he was playing when he was 18. Now, 
Johnny Wilkinson must have been playing as well when he was that. But I'm going to say George Ford. Dad was uh, coaching, so therefore he could have got him in. He must have played a game. I'm going to say George Ford. You are correct. Bonus point for what age? I'm going to say 17. You're wrong. I win. (laughs) (laughs) He was 16. Wow. 237 days. How, who did he play for? Uh, Leicester Tigers. That's amazing, yeah. eh? That is amazing. Uh, and then we've got Ben Youngs, who was 17, 231. Anthony Watson, 17, 210. And Ben White. I recognized him when his picture was up. Uh, he was He was also a scrum half. Uh, 1,751 days. Wow. Mate, my last question for you. I've got a couple. You can you can, you can can pick. Who has the most points per game? All right. Or who had the longest career internationally? Okay. Which one would you like? Uh, uh, both. Hit me with both. Okay. So who had the longest international career out of those four people? Are those four people? Yeah. Well, surely it's Daniel Carter. Had the longest career. Yeah. You sure? Well, well, yeah. Okay. You're wrong. Johnny Wilkinson, mate. 13 years. Daniel Carter, 12 years. Oh, we talk about international? Yes. Oh, I mean, I probably <laughs> still would have gone Daniel Carter, oh, yeah. but... He kind of left, didn't he? he well, I was thinking of like the blues and it's like, oh, he's just retired. Yes. That's um, what made me think it was. Okay. Owen Farrell, nine years so far. Johnny Sexton, he's already racked up 12 years. Wow. So he but will. The, the thing with um, Johnny Wilkinson, I'm surprised with Johnny Wilkinson because he's only got 80 caps he, or something like that. Yeah, he had a lot of injuries. He When he finished the 2003 World Cup, he literally didn't play for two years. No. That's the reason why he lost a lot of caps. He so lot he of caps. wasn't really in the England setup if he wasn't playing. Yes, but he 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 <laughs> he played in two th- uh, nineteen ninety eight through to two thousand and eleven. Right, okay, for England. Okay, last one. Who has the but most? He didn't go to the World Cup, did he? He went to two World Cups. Yeah, but he didn't go to two thousand eleven one. No, he didn't. But he must have played in 2011 for England. So why didn't he go to the World Cup then? Because he didn't get picked. I reckon you're wrong. <laughs> I reckon you're Mate, wrong. You are, well, it doesn't matter. Does anyway, it? Anyway, anyway. What's the next, yeah, yeah, yeah it's irrelevant. Uh, most points per game. Most points per game. Well, you've got to kind of think Daniel Carter, don't you? Well, he played 100, 100 and, 112 games. Yeah, 112 games for like 190 odd or 100. Johnny Wilson, 91 games. Yeah, I'm going Daniel Carter because he's got like 1700 points. You're right. Uh, 14 points a game. Wow. He scored 29 tries. Daniel Carter. Johnny Wilkinson scored six tries. Is that all? But 13 points a game. Wow. What surprised me was Owen Farrell, 10 points a game. Mm hmm. Which I thought was quite low. Yeah. How many tries? Ten. Oh wow. And Johnny Sexton only nine points a game. 
Wow. Which surprised me because he's got um, tries? 14 tries. But obviously he 29 has... 29 tries. He has played in a, in a team maybe that hasn't been as dominant as... No, very true. You know. Very true, the, yeah. The, these others. Yeah. So, yeah. Mate, that's the that's yeah. the that's hey, well the show. Well done. I won. Yeah. So I am champion. How does it feel to be back on top? Do you know what? Does it I smell actually... like me? Because I've been up there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually got a bit nervous about losing to you. I have to say, it's uh, it hit me hard. I I used to go and and sleep at night and the knowledge that I was more intelligent than you, and then I started to doubt myself for quite a while. It's quite hey, hit hey. knowing I'm not hey. as intelligent as you because, huh. you know, when I look well, at you, no I think, one's wow. Ever said that. <laughs> what is he wearing? He must <laughs> be stupid. <laughs> Mate, it's been a real pleasure it doing has. this show with you. It always is, bud. I always, always, I always look forward to it. Would you like to finish off on our theme song or would you like to finish off on the Crusaders theme song? Um, I'd rather poke myself in the eyes with needles then listen to the Crusaders. So uh, the normal one, please. All right. Have a good one. Until Over next week. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.